Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, that you arrange everything for us, Lord. And thank you, especially this morning, for bringing our brother Asim here to join us to worship you and learn of you at the feet of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human wisdom, but in demonstration of your spirit and power, that the faith of your people will rest in you and your power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, praise the Lord. Today, God has another wonderful word for us. Yeah? King Jesus, this king, right, has crowned this year. Uh, this 5783 is the Jewish calendar year, which they just celebrated uh, a month ago, right? 25th of or our calendar is 25th of uh, what's 25th of what? Uh, August. Uh. Now it's what? September. Uh, September, yeah, which was the Rosh Hashanah. So for us, it's 2022, and we start our new year. It's the Gregorian calendar. But for the Jews, they, have, they are this year 5783. So God, Holy Spirit, has wonderfully spoken to us or to, to me this year that we, God will start our year same as the Jews for, for, from now. <laughs> you know that Jesus is coming. Yeah? So for, I was shared before that I formerly I wasn't really someone who will follow all the Jewish things. But lately, that's where, uh, how, many, how many months ago, when God's Holy Spirit spoke to me to study the Hebrew letters. I've always been using concordance and studying uh, Hebrew meanings and Hebrew words, just like uh, just now during communion, the word when, when Jesus said Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, where he said he bore our sorrows and griefs in the New King James Version. Anyone know what sorrows and griefs is in the Hebrew? What it means? <laughs> sorrows and griefs. If you have a Bible and you have a center reference that will give you the Hebrew, a bit certain words, it means pains and sicknesses. Okay? Sorrows, he carried our pain and our sicknesses upon his body on the cross 2,000 years ago. So today we don't have to have pain in our body. So even though uh, a few weeks ago when I fell and uh, dislocated my wrist, this burst is real. So normally it's very, very painful, right? <laughs> but when I went to see the doctor and everything, he gave me lots of painkiller stats, <laughs> expecting a lot of pain. And then I only took two of the painkillers. So after three weeks, I went yesterday, uh, no, a few days ago, the doctor said, I told him I only take two out of the three weeks painkillers. Then he said, you can, oh, are you a person you can stand pain? Wanna? But actually, I was trying to think what he was saying. And then in my heart, I think, actually, there was not much pain. <laughs> right? Because the Lord took the pain 
Yeah, Isaiah 53.5. So even though something may happen to our body, but he has taken that pain. So we don't have to have the pain. Yeah, and same for sickness. And also he was, he told me after three weeks, uh, I had new bones grow. <laughs> I think Abigail was there. He took me to the to see the doctor. And in two weeks the cast will be removed. So this is our God. Yeah. He can continue to grow our bones. And later I will reveal how old I am. Okay, through uh, the message today, it's quite interesting what God has for us. Yeah. So that's where the Holy Spirit has been leading us, leading me to go and study Hebrew letters. And from there, it was such a wonderful discovery of the revelations, the secrets of our God, our Jehovah, the God of the Jews. Right? Because today, the Jews know they are God. How powerful and how great. But sadly, the church, <laughs> the new creation, do not know who their God is. They just go to church, come back to church, go to church, come back to church, come back. Right? But God is like a religion, you know. But today, God wants us, all right, this fellowship to know the people here, to know who their God is. Because Daniel says, I think, in the Bible, or Isaiah, Daniel, those who know their God will do exploits. They will be the ones that Jesus said, the things that I do, you will do, and greater things, because I've gone to the Father and I send the Holy Spirit. Yeah? And the Hebrew letters have brought such revelation of an awesome God, revealing to the Hebrews, they, they know the Hebrew language, they, so they know more about who God is. But we all have missed out a bit, right? Because our, what we have is translation. But nevertheless, if a heart seeks God, God will bring them to know Him. Even you have translation, and even if you don't know Hebrew letters, it's all our heart. It's all the... The, the, the grace of the Lord, and he sees someone who wants him, who wants to know more. Someone who desires the Bible. When there is no Bible, he will go and meet you. And that's how he saved you, right? Yeah, Azim. I remember Azim, Pakistan uh, from Pakistan, read that, I read that book many, many years ago. I dare to call him father, yes, by a Pakistani lady. Yeah, so beautiful and was so sad that when she wanted to know God, to know Jesus, that the church the, the, dare not give her a Bible, dare not let her enter church, correct? Yes, and then she herself cried out to God and God showed her the truth that he is the true God and that he can become her personal father. And for that, she will be persecuted for her faith. And she went and baptized in the bathtub, right? Her own self, because yeah, to at that time I don't know about today, but those that time in her time, if a pastor uh, gets someone saved, they can go to jail. If they baptize someone, they can go to jail, right? Can be sentenced to jail. But she has lived out her faith and dare to tell about Jesus as the real God. Yeah, you know, right? Ah, you can tell that the, the it's a real story. But the book. Uh, it was banned in yeah. Malaysia, yes. Pakistan also. Oh, but you got hold of it. Eh? Yeah, so beautiful the testimony of this lady. I think now she's in US already or something like that. She probably has left Pakistan. Huh? 
Oh, she was a Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Praise the Lord, yeah. God by his grace save her, you know. So we don't all the time expect God to, you know, go and save people. We go out, <laughs> right, and reach out to these people who are lost. They don't know the truth. And we are God's Jesus' hands and feet, right, and mouth to go out and share with them the gospel because that is the great commission. So many people need Jesus, right? And we are here so blessed, but we are not blessed just for nothing, right? Because this is not our home, this world. We are just passing through, right? And we, we want to accomplish something for our Lord, right? Before we leave this world or before He comes. And today's message is very much what uh, Asim just now shared. So Jesus have crowned King Jesus, all right? Recognize He is King, all right? When He came 2,000 years ago, he was a baby and that was the purpose for that because he had to take our place right to be our sin substitute to die on the cross but in all of heaven all the angels god himself the angels recognize him as king and he also earned right has crowned this year so for this year which is our new year right he has crowned it with his goodness on who on his Queen Esther's. Okay, so Jesus is king. We are the bride, right? So it's not about gender, whether you are male or female, right? We are all the bride of Christ, including uh, 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 men here, because in heaven there's no man or woman, right? So if there is a king, then there is a queen. Okay, so we are queens, all right, or bride of Christ. Well, we will see from this story. Uh, how good God is and what is our purpose on this life. All right. Let's look a little bit into the book of Esther. All right. Esther chapter 1. <clears throat> These events happened in the days of King Xerxes, who reigned over 127 provinces stretching from India to Ethiopia. So this is a uh, physical king from this earth. And to be a king, you must have a kingdom. <laughs> okay. so I go out there, I got no kingdom, nothing, no state, then I declare self-declare as king. No, right? If you say a king must have a kingdom and he reigned, right? So he had 127 provinces stretching from India to Ethiopia. So that's probably somewhere where you came, you come from, right? Yes, Asim. So he was, that's a real king. Okay? At the time, Xerxes ruled his empire from his royal throne at the fortress of Susa. Okay, so this is a real king huh? with a kingdom. In the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all his nobles and officials. So a king has a kingdom and has officials and nobles all working for him. In the third year, he gave a banquet. Okay, so this is a very rich king. 
for all his nobles and officials. He invited all the military officers of Persia and Media, as well as the princes and nobles of the provinces. So this is a big banquet, right? Not just the buffet that we have at uh, one Utama. Okay, <laughs> this is a huge one, right? Big one. Okay, the celebration lasted 180 days, which is about how many months? Divided by 30 is about six. Huh? Yeah, a tremendous display of the. Can you imagine a celebration that lasts six months? Half a year. <laughs> Even our the longest uh, celebration of New Year only lasts one month, which is our uh, Hari Raya, right? So this is six months celebration, a tremendous display of the opulent wealth of his empire and the pomp and splendor of his majesty. Okay, so picture in your mind, king is not a poor man. Right, king is a rich man, right, with a kingdom, and when he starts a celebration, it can last even up to six months. When it was all over, the king gave a banquet for all the people from the greatest to the least. That means the, the officials, the big ranking, to the even the poorer ones, to the least who were in the fortress of Susa. It lasted for another seven days and was held in the courtyard of the palace garden. The courtyard was beautifully decorated with white cotton curtains and blue hangings, which were fastened with white linen cords and purple ribbons to silver rings embedded in marble pillars. In uh, Pakistan, is there any place like this? Big palace? Yes, huh? ah. so very beautiful, yes, and very uh, decorated with all these beautiful, expensive, valuable things. Okay, so Malaysia, uh, have you seen <laughs> our palace? Yeah. So that's why if you don't see, you don't know what is a king. And you think that our Jesus, our God, very poor one. <laughs> we have a mental idea from the Bible. When we read Bible and we just amen, amen, we don't see it with our spiritual eyes. What is what we, what we call that is called mental ascent. That means we just mentally agree. Oh, yes, Jesus is rich. God is rich. And then from our actions, <laughs> it doesn't portray that we think God is rich. What type of action? We are so scared to give. We are so fearful of tomorrow. We are so fearful of tomorrow got money or not tomorrow god can take care of my family or not that means we only mentally ascend agree to the what the word god say that god is rich god owns this universe we don't believe it understand so we god there's two two separate realm god jesus came to show us the kingdom realm that's why he says i come to show you the kingdom of god kingdom means there's a king and that is the all the provinces and all the things that the king owned. But sad to say, man's eyes are so blinded, they can only see what their five senses tell them. My kingdom is just this house, <laughs> right? The five senses is your sense of sight, hearing, taste, feel, and touch, right? And we all make decisions from there, right? But God, Jesus came to show us 
the other realm, which is beyond the five senses. So we are spirit, soul, and body. Yeah? And God lives in another realm of the spirit. And he has this kingdom, which one day we belong to him, right? The whole universe, when we died on this earth, we will thank God for his grace that we can go to heaven, right? By faith, and we will see this whole universe is owned by God. But today, God needs his church to see in the spirit that what he say, that's who he is. All right, that will remove all the fears from our lives to be a witness unto Jesus and also for your own life. All right, the courtyard was beautiful. So, this is a physical uh, setup. All right, of, of course, heaven is much better than this, but this is good enough, right? Because many uh, foreigners would also want to go and visit the palace, it's the most beautiful, valuable place, right. So gold and silver cultures stood on the mosaic pavement of coffee, marble, mother of pearl, and other costly stones. Now, this is easier to understand because people can see it. We all we own one marble table, so wow, we tell everyone, you know, my table is marble <laughs> because marble is expensive, right? But here, if there is a rich man, right, or a king, especially gold and silver couch. Oh, can you picture that in the physical gold and silver couch, right? What we have, that is actually the wealth of a king. Okay, we need to see first, help us to see this in order to see our king. All right, so that we will no longer live in fear on this planet Earth. So all these costly stones. In heaven, the whole whole land, whole ground is made of gold. Then what we have is a little bit of gold. <laughs> and then when we lose that gold, we cry. <laughs> and then we search high and low. <laughs> so you see how man is so attached to the things of this world. When God, Jesus said what to his disciples? He says, I go and prepare a place for you. Yeah, that is our eternal place. What too much attached to this world is not going to help anyone. Drinks were served in gold goblets of many designs. This is a king, king's palace, a king's house, where you want to serve Rabina, <laughs> it's in a gold goblet. Goa, <laughs> okay, gold, worth how much? Yeah, but to the king, did he see that, oh, this one is how much? He owns it. He has it. For us who don't, don't realize it, one, we can't quickly convert into dollars and cents already. <laughs> right? But the king is lavish. He owns all this. Has gold goblets of many designs. Not one gold goblet, many. And there was an abundance of royal wine. Wow, must be a special wine. Yeah, the wine that Jesus uh, converted from uh, or, or did a miracle from water into wine was exquisite wine. The Bible tells us very expensive, the best quality. Now you have another version, royal wine. So you know the king drinks different type of wine, right? We drink what? Kaloa. <laughs> and then we kaloa. <laughs> okay, but the kings, 
drink, drink royal wine. But this one is still about this kingdom on this earth. Okay, but I help you to see something. This representing who our God is. <coughs> okay, so, and all this reflect what? Reflect the king's generosity. So, a king can, first of all, definitely owns all these things. But to serve abundance of royal wine and to serve all this for the people, for his people, it reflects his generosity. So, you have a generous king and you can have a stingy king, right? So, there are people who are, have a lot. Today, we're not just talking about people. Let's talk about king, all right? And they can be stingy also. But this king was generous, right? Which also will speak of our king of kings, which is Jesus, is generous. So you see, generosity is not keeping everything for your children only. <laughs> it is giving out, all right, whatever he has. By edict of the king, look at this generosity, right? Giving more than necessary, that's the meaning of generous, more than is required of you. No limits were placed on the drinking. Wow. <laughs> and this one is not just drinking uh, Coke. <laughs> okay. They are drinking what? Royal wine. Royal wine. Can you imagine how much is it? There are no limits. That's how generous God is. That means drink all you want. For the king had instructed all his palace officials to serve each man as much as he Ah, or is it each person one cup? <laughs> no. Okay, we need to come out from that mentality of a stingy God. All right, but God is generous. So this king has said no limit. So this, as you can see a little bit of what is generosity, right? No limit. Ah, so like here we eat also, no limit. You want some more, you can eat some more. <laughs> okay, by the generosity of our Elijah and Abigail, right? So the king, so reflecting our God's generosity, had instructed as much as you want. Think a bit, as much as you want. Have anyone, have anyone treated you like this, right? Anything you want, just take. Right? Perhaps in our life, we have not experienced that. Right? That's why we think that uh, there is no such thing. There is no such God who will give you whatever you want in this world. But let's look at Esther's story. At the same time, Queen, that means, well, when King Zerzex was having this feast and celebration and generosity, she, he had originally a queen called Vashti. Instead of attending his banquet, she gave a banquet on her own for the women in the royal palace of King Zerzex. So the queen went and gave another banquet. I, will, I won't read every verse because there are about seven chapters, but I will just pick a few. On the seventh day of the feast, when King Zerzex was in high spirits because of the wine, he told the seven eunuchs who attended him, all these people, to bring Queen Vashti to him with the royal crown on her head. So a queen has a royal crown. 
He wanted the nobles and all the other men to gaze on her beauty, for she was a very beautiful woman. So naturally, a king is proud of her queen, right? Just as you must be proud of your wife, she must be very beautiful, right? So he wanted to show to his kingdom, right, all the nobles to see his wife's beauty, the queen's beauty in the natural. But when they conveyed the king's order to Queen Vashti, she refused to come. This made the king furious and he burned with anger. Okay, try not to look just in the natural, right? This is the story of Jesus, of our king, of kings, that he wants to display his queen's beauty to the world. That's why we are the royal priesthood, right? We are the bride of Christ in Ephesians. It says that Jesus come to a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. Beautiful, not without spot or wrinkle, <laughs> right? This is the beauty of a queen, the beauty of the bride of Jesus, right? If we stay within the kingdom of God, right? Fellowshipping with him, knowing this generous king, we will always be beautiful. But we leave this kingdom like Vashti, all right? She doesn't want to be in the presence of the king. She wants to do her own thing. And what happened to her? He was angry. So if it pleased the king, we suggest, these are his uh, uh, advices, that you issue a written decree, a law of the Persians and Medes that cannot be revoked. It should order that Queen Vashti be forever banished from the presence of King Zazex and that the king should choose another queen more worthy than she. All right, look at it in the spiritual, all right? Not just about husband or wife, okay? This is about spiritual. This is about our Lord, right? He wants us as his queens, right? To sit with him, yeah? That's why we will sit at the right hand of Jesus, right? To be his queen, he wants to show us his generosity. But there are some, like Queen Vashti, who does not want you know, she pride in her own wealth and riches now that she is queen, okay? And then she has not really honoured the king. So what happened to her? The king will choose another queen, more worthy than she. She don't realise, all right, that the king loved her so much. So... Let the king appoint agents. So there was a, because of King Queen uh, Vashti's terrible behavior, she was called a wicked queen, you know. She was going to be dethroned. And the king was going to look for another queen. Okay? Let the king appoint agents in each province to bring these beautiful young women into the royal harem at the fortress of Susa. Higai, the king's eunuch in charge of the harem, will see that they are all given beauty treatments. After that, the young woman who, must, who most pleases the king will be made queen instead of Vashti. This advice was appealing to the king, so he put the plan into effect. So they were out to search for a queen, a woman who would please the king. Vashti obviously didn't please the king. right? That's why he, they were going to dethrone her and find another one who would please the king right today remember this is a spiritual about our spiritual king 
God looks for someone who will please him. And the Bible tells us what pleases God. <laughs> Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if we continue to live alive, even as believers, and we don't live by faith, we just live by five senses, right? Not going from faith to faith, how to please God, right? But yet God's grace is still there. If we believe in Jesus, we will, he will still give us a place in heaven. But that's about it, right? <laughs> we want more, right? Pleasing him, we are well pleasing because we are in Christ. That is one part of pleasing, right? Where it's the grace of God. None of us can please God by our own efforts, definitely. It's through Jesus. But that first part of receiving Jesus is faith. And then the Bible tells us we are to continue to walk by faith. So many believers start with faith. Okay, I accept Jesus. And you are well-pleasing to God because you believe in Him. But after that, become like Vashti. <laughs> okay, then go back and live no more with the king all right no more listening to the king no more pleasing to the king all right but this is not saying that god uh, don't love you anymore or not pleased with you it's just saying that there is another level where he is you can please his heart okay so they were looking for this woman as the result of the king's decree esther along with many other young women who was brought to the king's harem at the fortress and placed in Higai's care. Higai was very impressed with Esther and treated her kindly. So Esther was actually a Jew, right? So she went along with the others and her name actually means hidden, right? So that the people don't know that she is a Jew. Higai was impressed with Esther, treated her kindly. He ordered a special menu for her. So we have an Esther here, right? What she like to eat? <laughs> her daughter, okay? We call Esther. And provided her with beauty treatments. He also assigned her seven maids. See the generosity of the king. Specially chosen from the king's palace and he moved her and the maids to the best place in harem. So in those days, the queen, the preparation of this person who will, might be chosen as the queen, it takes a year plus, all right? There are beauty treatments, okay? So for us, there is a time where the lord prepare us to please him more than you know just yes we are already pleasing to god in christ but those ones who would want to obey him who want to follow him who want to serve him that is a preparation okay before each young woman was taken to the king's bed she was given the prescribed 12 months so that's about a year of beauty treatments six months with oil of myrrh so there's meaning for all that i won't go in okay into the teaching of this yet uh, followed by six months with special perfume and ointments i think i touched a bit on it last time all right all these perfumes is to uh, purifying and all that all right for the preparation when it was time because why to understand as we learn in the word to have understand how the fruits of the spirit come out all right no more uh anger come out all the nonsense come out right you know think of it how god how good god is he accepts us with all our nonsense but throughout our life on this earth if we choose to be the chosen ones and to serve him he will prepare us for the work of the ministry 
she was given her choice of whatever clothing or jewelry she wanted to take from the harem. So physically, in this story, this Lady Esther was given a special favor. Okay, so ladies like, right? <laughs> that you can go and choose whatever clothing or jewelry you want. It's like go to the shop and just buy whatever you want. Okay, so this is how the king is. That evening, she was taken to the king's room, and the next morning, she was brought to the second harem. So they have a procedure to go through. There, she would be under the care of the king's eunuch in charge of concubines. She would never go to the king again unless he had specially enjoyed her and requested her by name. So for the uh, procedure that time, the queen cannot simply approach the king unless he called for her. Esther was the daughter of, uh, this is different one, uh, Abihil, <laughs> okay, who was Mordecai's uncle. This is a man. Mordecai had adopted his younger cousin, Esther. Mordecai is a Hebrew. Right, I will cut the whole story, uh, won't read everything. When it was Esther's turn to go to the king, she accepted the advice of Higai, the eunuch in charge of the harem. She asked for nothing except what he suggested, and she was admired by everyone who saw her. So Esther was not a greedy person and not a worldly person. Right? That means, wow, see all the beautiful things and then go crazy. <laughs> okay? She actually had a reason to go to the king. Esther was taken to King Zerzex at the royal palace in the early winter of the seventh year of his reign. And the king loved Esther more than any of the other young women. He was so delighted with her that he set the royal crown on her head and declared her queen instead of Vashti. So what was the one thing that delighted this uh, Esther did, that delighted him? Yes, he followed her guy's advice. He didn't ask for anything. She didn't ask for anything, right? Because there was something uh, that was more important than material things. And although it was given to her, okay, she didn't ask for it. Okay? She had no desire for all the material things that were offered to her generously by the king. But he was so happy. He loved her. This lady, beautiful, inside and outside, okay? He was so delighted with her that he set the royal crown on her head and declared her queen instead of Vashti. So Vashti was dethroned. To celebrate the occasion, he gave a great banquet. So always eating one. <laughs> okay, celebration. In Esther's honor for all his nobles and officials, declaring a public holiday for the provinces, giving generous gifts to everyone. So how did they celebrate? By giving. Where is the word? No, where the, the by giving generous gifts to everyone. That those days celebration is by giving. Okay? It's not celebration by just taking. <laughs> right? To celebrate is a it's a time of giving. Okay? Generously gives to everyone. That's how you celebrate. Because Jesus also said, right? Blessed is the one, more blessed is the one who gives than the one who receives. You receive greater joy and you feel so wonderful in this 
act of giving until it becomes a celebration. Esther continued to keep her family background and nationality a secret. She was still following Mordecai's directions as just as she did and when she lived in his home. Okay, I'm not going to read the whole story, right? So you all know the story about Esther where uh, there was a bad guy there, Haman, who wanted to kill all the Jews. Okay, so Haman approached King Zerzex and said, there, was a, there is a certain race of people scattered throughout all the provinces of an empire who keep themselves separate from everyone else. Yesterday we talked about Kuf, right? Yeah, this is a certain race of people that are separate, that are set apart. We are the set apart people, the royal holy people of God. That's why the enemy hates us, because we are different. And the people in this world also hate you. Yeah, you refuse to do what they do. You refuse to worship their God, right? And they wanted to kill them. So this is called persecution. So if you have lived a life where nobody wants to persecute you, <laughs> that means you are not different. Yeah, if you are a believer in this world, yeah, and nobody mock you, want to kill you, want to destroy you, then we are not, we are no different than them. That's why nobody wants to persecute you. The devil also leave you alone because we just go to church, come back from church, right? But these people were set apart, just like the word whole, uh, kuf that we learned yesterday. The holiness, right? We are not just by what we wear, what we do. That is also good, right? How we wear also reveal the holiness of God, right? So we are wholly separate. The world needs to see that there is a people who are holy and separate, not by their own doing, okay, but by God's awesome presence in them. So they wanted to kill these Jews, these certain race of people, actually referring to the Jews. Their laws are different from those of other people, and they refuse to obey the laws of the king. We refuse to bow down to the thinking and world wisdom of this world. We have our own wisdom that comes from the Bible. Yeah, okay. We don't seek after money. Right? Money chase after you. We seek after God, right? Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. We have a different law, a different system. Whereas the world said, you must seek after money. If not, you got no money, you will die, or you will be living an unhappy life. So we are different. We have different. Laws is not in thou shalt not kill, not the Ten Commandments. That means we, we go by different rules okay, in our lives. We no longer have anything attached this world to us. So it is not in the king's interest to let them, these are the bad, the bad Haman. So it pleased the king issue a decree that they be destroyed. And I will give 10,000 lakhs of sacks of silver to the government administrators to be deposited in the royal treasury. So this was a plan of an evil man. Today, the most evil man is Satan, right? Until Jesus come. But he does not appear to us in horns anymore. <laughs> he appeared to us in the lust of this world, our eyes, or the attractions of this world. Yeah? But it doesn't mean that our God not going to give us the things of the world. If we need them, he will. If you want them, he'll still give you. But let's look at today, 
why Esther was chosen and why the generosity of the king was upon her. Right? She can enjoy everything and I believe she did as a queen. The king agreed, was deceived by this Haman, confirming his decision by removing his signet ring from his finger and giving it to Haman, the enemy of the Jews. So today, who is the enemy of the believers? Yeah, Satan. Again, uh, he don't appear in horns, right? How does he appear? <laughs> in lies. Yeah, yeah, in lies, right? It can come through anybody. A lie that will bring us away from God's wisdom, God's uh, 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 follow advice, and then follow the world one. He comes as a liar. He is the roaring lion. No teeth. He got no power, but he tells you, oh, you better. <laughs> don't do this. Don't do what the Bible says. Don't give. Don't hide. Don't uh, go confess your meditate on God's word. Huh? Yes. And it put the doubts are because we don't know the truth. Once you know the truth, there will be no more doubts. Right? So meditation, confession will help to bring the truth of God's word deep in our spirit. So when the devil lies to you, you know it's a lie because it's different from what God says. But if we don't have God's word inside us, he will tell you all kinds of things and you'll believe everything. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So this is the devil, right? Don't remember, don't expect to see a devil appear in front of you with horns. Okay? And don't expect God to appear in front of you also. Okay? With no horns. Okay? God appears to us in our spirit from the word. All right? Today, that is the unseen world. The spiritual world cannot be seen by our physical senses. That's why we need to stand in the word of God. We need to have the truth reigning in our hearts of God's word. Okay? So, they want to kill. <clears throat> Young and old, see how cruel? Remember John 10? 10? The devil come to kill, steal, and destroy. And how many Christians have been half killed? <laughs> stolen? Their peace, their joy all stolen? Their security in Christ stolen? Because they are fearful of tomorrow, of lack. Yeah? Because they don't know God's word and they don't know the king. They don't know what Jesus, who he is. So they, God, the devil is still trying to kill. So you have this term, Loss, same, loss. <laughs> right? So I trust none of us here will become lost, save, lost. And go out and save those who are lost, save, lost. Alright? Like Evelyn, alright, be able to share with others how about life, yeah, about Jesus. Okay. Mainly is uh when you put God's word in, there is a life that is coming out. Alright, in the world. It's just being positive and negative. So we are not into positive and negative, right? But we are into life and death. That means if they don't know Jesus, not to say they will physically die, they are in death. They are in darkness. Until they receive Jesus, which is through the gospel, some of you will share to others, then only they come from death to life. This is how serious it is in the spiritual realm. 
when we begin to understand, that's why we want to go and share the gospel. Right? So it is not like eating positive and then you are able to uh, overcome depression. We are not helping people just to overcome problems. We are not giving them physical solutions in this world. We ambassadors of Jesus, servants of the Lord, sons and daughters of, the God, of God, are here to give people the ultimate solution, which is Jesus Christ, that will take them from a state of death in the spirit to a state of life, right? In the Lord. That is our vision, mission on this earth. Dispatchers were sent, right, giving to kill all this, in a, and they want to slaughter and annihilate in one single day. This was scheduled to happen on March the 7th. The property of the Jews would be given to those who killed them. Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. So there was something uh, going, Mordecai told Esther about this. Don't, and then Esther sent a, something to him, a message, just like y'all sent SMS. Huh? <laughs> Today is not SMS, WhatsApp. <laughs> okay, so Mordecai WhatsApp Esther. <laughs> All right. Don't think for a moment that because you are in the palace, you will escape when all other Jews were killed. So Esther represents a believer. Okay, because she's the queen already. Yeah. And some believers just sit down there. <laughs> Don't care if the others all die or, or get killed or what. Right? But there's a plan already against the people of God. And she is one person who was able to save them. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. So of course today, Every believer truly born again won't die. Lah, eh? But we will miss out something so beautiful the, to do a purpose that God has set for his queens. All right? Which is what? You to save the Jews. See, who knows if perhaps you will make queen for just such a time as this? Do you think that this time? of urgency in the Jewish history, right? Where this Haman, they were all planning to kill an, a group of Jews, quite a lot, right? It's a different time from today. Today, what is the devil? The enemy is still the same enemy, right? What is he planning? Isn't he planning the same thing? Yeah, he's planning to kill people. Not physically yet, maybe, but so that they don't see the truth and they continue to live in blindness and darkness and one day when they physically die or Jesus come, they will eventually end up in hell. So many people are being lost out there. And who, who, who? He said, if you, Esther, do not rise up, do not take this, which is the purpose that you were born. We were all born again, not to sit on the couch. <laughs> you can sit on the couch. I mean, the term means that we just take care of me and my family. That's it. And then we just go through life. Wait until he come or wait until we go. No, we enjoy the blessings of God by grace, but we all have a purpose. And if we choose, that's why Jesus said what? 
Many are chosen, many are called, but few are chosen. He doesn't force us. He doesn't force you, any one of you, Hannah or whatever, that you must go and save souls. But we would do we hear the royal command, the royal decree, who will go for us, who will be the one who will go and save the souls that are dying. So we were born for such a time as this. Oh, Esther came in. We have an Esther in Singapore. Praise the Lord. It's about you. But again, as I share, as the Holy Spirit gave, last week we were talking about Rebecca, and recently the Lord gave names for everyone. And this morning, as I was praying, the Lord spoke, the Holy Spirit told me about names. He didn't give a name to you because you had that characteristic. Remember? When God changed Abraham's name to Abram, uh, Abram's name to Abraham, it was missing something. That's why God added to become, to change his name to Abraham, Sarah, Sarai to Sarai. So it is not He gave us the name because we are already have this personality or this character. He wants us to experience this person's character in the Bible and the blessings of this person. So Abraham was to be was father Abram. When God changed him to Abraham, he became a father of many. So when God gave a name to, last week I talked about God making Rebecca's. So it is, God wants former Daphne to become a Rebecca, a generous person. So each time we call, each time she has revelation, one day she will become the full Rebecca as the Rebecca in the Bible. Generous, blessed, but main characteristic of Rebecca was a generous woman. Right, able to minister to all, to the, the camels, to the saints, with a heart that was always giving and no fear of lack. Right, and so forth. All the names is not that you're already there. He wants you to tap into his ability, his righteousness, his joy. And that's why he gave you those names. And today, same. All right, Esther was born for this purpose. Then Esther sent a reply. Because if you don't respond, it's okay. God, is not have, God does not have shortage. <laughs> if we choose not to respond to his call, what they just now say, right? There will be another one. Right? I think Rehat Bonke, you heard of Rehat Bonke before? Uh, Azim? Rehat Bonke? Yes. Amazing man of God, right? Who went uh, to Africa, yeah, India also he went, I think, before. Malaysia also he came, uh, Singapore. A great evangelist with a big heart from Jesus. And he, he said, you know, why he, he uh, in the early days before, he, he went to Africa already, but haven't, you know, uh, matured the ministry yet. And God spoke to him. Rehat, Reinhardt, if you don't go, <laughs> I will send someone else. You quickly go. <laughs> so, may the Lord not have to speak to us like that. Yeah? Just obey. Just listen and follow. Because there is a great plan and purpose, right? For us to save souls. Then Esther sent this reply, Go and gather together all the Jews and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night and day. My mates and I will do the same, and then, though it is against the law, I will go in to see the king 
if I must die, I must die. That means Esther is a woman who don't treasure, I mean, not say treasure, who don't value her life more than her mission. She realized that she was born for a purpose, but her purpose mean more to her than her physical life. For many people, physical life means more, <laughs> right? There's no condemnation. But you never know. The greatest joy is to obey the Lord and serve Him. Right? To see Azim brings me great joy. Right? When I heard you went to Bible school, you wanted to serve the Lord. Yeah, I met so many people like you. And it really touched my heart. And I wanted to meet more, you know, uh, in the days before Jesus came. And also to raise up this group of people <laughs> to have the same heart, you know, to want to serve the Lord, to want to live this life, not just fulfilling our own dreams or whatever we have, but fulfilling His dream, His purpose for us. Men and women who will do what God say and not value their life. If I must die, I must die. Yeah, dying for Jesus, have another reward in heaven. If that is what He has destined for us, so be it. If not, still live our lives for Him. Yeah. On the third day of the fast, Esther put on her royal robes and entered the inner court. Why? She said, can I? Because that ruling was there. If she go to see the king and the king didn't call for her, under the rule of that time, she can be killed. All right. The king was sitting uh, on his royal throne facing the entrance when he saw Queen Esther standing there in the inner court. He welcomed her and held out the gold scepter to her. So Esther approached and touched the end of the scepter. That is a sign that he accept her, you know, so not going to kill her, but actually welcome her. See the generosity of the king and the love that the king has for her when she responded and did not regard her life and the things of this world more valuable than her mission and purpose. Then the king asked her, what do you want, Queen Esther? What is your request? I will give it to you, even if it is half the kingdom. But did Esther ask for half the kingdom? No. Right, today, the same, our same God, King Jesus, asks us, what do we want? We can have a lot of things in this world because it is His will and joy to bless us. If you want, Golden cup, he will give you golden cup, <laughs> right? If you want whatever car, he will give you. But the thing is, he wants us, right? He asks, same like Solomon, right? King Solomon, another king. What did God tell him? Ask what you want, I give it to you. Here, even to half the kingdom. And you saw the kingdom a lot, right? <laughs> Just now, okay? A lot of people will say, okay, la, give me, la. you know, I don't need to worry anymore. Then actually, Jesus already tells us you don't need to worry because he is the one who owns the kingdom, he owns this whole world. So what, you remember what Solomon asked for? Yes, wisdom and understanding. His wisdom because he wants to rule God's people. And you need the wisdom of God to counsel people, to touch people's lives. We cannot do it from our own wisdom, right? So here, Esther, how did she respond? 
if I have found favor with the king, and if it pleases the king to grant my request, she asked that her life and the lives of the people will be spared. What a request. That means what? In our terms, what does it mean? If God asks you, what do you want? Elijah. Yeah. So what will you do? <laughs> Otherwise, uh, people ask for souls and then I do anything, right? Uh, so Abigail went there and then she at the lift there, uh, she talked to you. Okay. So there is an action. Faith without action is dead, right? But it starts with, of course, a burning desire in your heart. In uh, Psalms chapter 2, verse 8, right? The Lord says, Ask of me and I will give you the nations for an inheritance. The inheritance, nations is people, people, lives of people. Can you see just now in Queen Esther's uh, case, people were dying. Now I remember uh, uh, her daughter Esther, right? Holy Spirit even spoke to her. She was so young, 10 years old only. Later they, they will come for the youth, right? And she shared how Holy Spirit speak to her. She don't know what that is Holy Spirit, but she's baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, but learning how to differentiate, taught, we teach her how to differentiate between the voice of Jesus, which is the Word of God, and the voice of the Holy Spirit, which is a, a voice that you think is thoughts in your mind. And she, she told the mom uh, and the aunt that what? God tell her to go and save souls. <laughs> yeah, a little 10-year-old girl. Yeah, God tell her to go and save souls. <laughs> so, because she haven't read the Bible that much yet, for us to read the Bible everywhere in the Bible already tell us. You don't need the Holy Spirit to, to tell you again and again. It is in the Bible. The Bible is the Word of God. It's Jesus speaking. And what did Jesus say? Go! <laughs> Go! Go into the world and preach the gospel right? and make disciples of all nations. Go. And then you say, Holy Spirit didn't talk to me yet. <laughs> it's always talking, all right? It's just whether we are listening or not. Yeah. So here, the pre most precious thing that God gave us is our life. We were all headed to death, to die, right? In hell. But Jesus gave us life. What is the most precious thing to God? Why did Jesus come all the way from a heaven that is so beautiful, so rich, to come to this earth? Because he valued our lives. If he didn't come and die for us, all of us will burn in hell. That is how valuable a life is, that the Son of God needs to come down and hang on the cross for us. He values your life, Evelyn. He values your life, Azim, right? And the life of all human humanity, if they would only accept him as their savior. So if God values lives, your life and my life, aren't we to value the same thing? Instead of value the things on this earth, which are today, here, tomorrow, can be gone. Let him put inside our hearts that the most valuable thing on this earth it's lives. Yeah? And that is our mission. So it says, I ask that the lives, my life and the lives of my people be spared. So 
going down, another chapter, two decrees the king were put into effect and the enemies of the Jews had hoped to overpower them, but quite the opposite happened. So it was the Jews who overpowered their enemies. Satan has a plan, same like Haman had a plan to destroy the Jews. But in the end, who overturned his plan? God, all right? The Jews, the new creation, the church of Jesus Christ. The church is not a building, yeah? So it's a you and me, the church. We overpower. Jesus said, I've made you more than a conqueror. I've given you the Holy Spirit, the power within you to go and rule and reign in life, yeah? to go and save souls. We will overpower the devil because Jesus has already dethroned the devil. And today, will believers rise up like the Jews, like Esther at that time, very blessed as the queen of the king to save the people from the enemy, from Satan, who is killing people. Will Jews at Susa killed their enemies and again on March 8, rested on March 9, making their day of feasting and gladness. So to this day, rural Jews living in remote villages celebrate an annual festival and holiday on the appointed day in late winter where they rejoice and send gifts of food to each other. They rejoice because their lives were saved. That's why when one soul is saved, whole of heaven rejoice. The family of God ought to be rejoicing, right? That souls are being saved. They're the greatest joy is to see someone saved and also you even more greater joy if you can bring that person to the Lord and be the one, the instrument to save someone. Life and death. Two words that open up the Bible. Remember, it's not right and wrong. It's life and death. Our life in Jesus, our mission on this earth is about life and death. Life and death. The world one is about because they don't know what what is after life yeah right or wrong you do right yeah you be good and you will get good right don't do bad bad will come back to you karma not not karma karma curry is very nice <laughs> yeah so the bible didn't teach karma the bible teach the grace of god that even how wicked we were how bad we are he still came and showed us good yeah so it's different and today our rejoicing is that our we are going, we have a new life, right? We have a new life in Him. And then celebrate by sending gifts of food to each other. Praise the Lord, right? This happens all the time <laughs> here in this ministry. Praise God for His wonderful family. Yeah. Mordecai recorded these events and letters to the Jews near and far calling them to celebrate an annual festival. So this celebration of the Jews, Esther saving the Jews, was celebrated uh, by feasting and gladness and by, yes, by giving gifts of food to each other and presents to the poor. What a wonderful celebration, right? Where you are giving to the poor, giving gifts to one another. Can you imagine all the time, like in the book of Acts, the people are giving to the family of God. Right, because they have received the generous heart of God. Just now, uh, Rebecca brought out one verse, right? The Holy Spirit, God, it says, don't give compulsion as a compulsion or out of necessity, but as you have purpose in your heart. 
That means giving is not a feeling of today I got a lot of money so I can give. Today I got a lot of food. It's a decision, not an emotion. Right? Faith is also a decision, not an emotion. You purpose in your heart. Actually, sometimes you don't even need to ask Holy Spirit because a lot of people cannot hear Holy Spirit yet. <laughs> okay? But we can purpose. Purpose from where? From the heart. Not the mind. Why? Why not the mind? The mind, when it comes to giving, goes by logic. <laughs> goes by five senses. I only have $50 or 1000 I cannot give more than that. Or, you know. Huh? Budget. Ah, so the mind is about a lot of reasoning and logic and physical. But when the heart, the heart, all of us have been given a new heart by the Spirit of God. So go back into that heart and then let that from the heart make decision. All right. Your heart will always want to honor God. Your heart is no not limited one by time or space or by your bank account. So this is the joy. This is how they celebrate, by giving gifts of food and presents to the poor. The world commemorate a time when the Jews gained a relief from their enemies, when their sorrow was turned into gladness and their mourning into mourning into joy. This is God want us, right? Not only just to be happy here, but there are many who are lost outside and bringing into the fold so that they too can experience the goodness of God and the joy. Right? When we share about tithing or offering, it is not to get the money from those people. It's when you see the revelation inside you that you are sharing it because that person needs this truth and revelation. As they give, they will be blessed. Some pastors, including myself in the past, we, we very hesitate to teach about tithing and giving because we still think that or people might think we want their money. But many times the Lord have to rebuke us pastors because we don't have that heart to take people's things. That if we don't teach them tithing and offering, it's their lives that will miss out on the blessings. Yeah? So when you teach it, don't have this guilty feeling inside you. Am I taking their money? Right? If you are honest within yourself, they will receive it beautifully. But really, there will be some pastors or people who actually went into the flesh and asked people to give, not uh, rightly from the Spirit. There will be. If there is a real, there is a genuine, there will always be imitation. Right? People can move into the flesh. But if you are sincere, you really want that person, the blessing to come upon that person. This is what Paul preached. Paul talked about giving. Right? We teach so that people can prosper. You know, people are suffering from lack of finances, from not enough. But when we teach the word of God with a pure heart, they do it, they experience the blessings. Some of you have been experiencing supernatural blessings and there's more to come. Okay? The joy and the gladness of God's generosity, God's love. These days will be remembered and these are celebrated. They are called the Festival of Purim. The Jews have all these festivals and feasts and celebrations yeah, of joy because God brings, you know, they have a lot of harvest, sowing, seed time, harvest, celebrate, all our feasts in celebration of God's goodness. 
Then Queen Esther, the daughter of Abihail, along with Mordecai the Jew, wrote another letter, putting the Queen's full authority behind Mordecai's letter to establish the festival of Purim. So the command of Esther confirmed the practice of Purim. It was all written down in the record. So to, up to today, they still have this festival where they celebrate among the other festival or feasts. Okay, so what does this story all right, tells about the generosity of uh, God all right, as the king right, to his queens, especially to his queen Esther and to his people? So the Lord spoke to me something beautiful for Beauty for Ashes ministry. And this, this part is something I, I, that jumped up to me from uh, one of the rabbis that I listened to and how I came to this verse. According to Baal Chiam Tov, everyone has a psalm in the book of Psalms, the one corresponding to his age. Quite interesting. Discovering a lot of interesting things among the Jewish tradition and the uh, Judaism and all that. And here is this uh, belief or this, if a person is 80 years old, for example, he should read Psalms 81. So this is not doctrine, right? This is something that the Jews do. Psalms 81 states, I am God, your Lord, who lifted you out of Egypt. Widen your mouth and I will fill it. So two questions present themselves here. So they say, if a person is 80, your Psalm for that year is Psalm 81. So you go read, every one of you will go at your age and go and read the the next psalm okay so psalm 81 says i am the lord your god who lifted you out of egypt so we learn 80 is a time of uh strength right first how is one able to widen his mouth the mouth has a certain size so all of you got mouth right <laughs> how can one stretch it beyond its natural parameters that's one question secondly why does it say I am God in verse uh, in Psalms 81 who lifted you from the land of Egypt? You got the two questions. In the book of Exodus, it reads, uh, Hosea Sikar, I took you out, not as the Psalm states that I lifted you. So what is the connection between these two verses? What is the connection between an 80-year-old person and Psalms 81? Interesting? Hmm. I don't know all your exact age, right? So the word of for Egypt, so I lifted you up of Egypt, this is Psalms 81, for a person who is 80 years old. Connotes restraints as borders, a narrow place. So Egypt means border. All right, that means there is a border, there is a uh, limitation. A Jew must realize that every day of his life, God not only releases him from the shackles of Egypt, but takes him out and gives him the opportunity to break through an even higher and more subtle level, level of limitation. Leave him. You know, in the natural, you have a, a, a boundary and you cannot, if you walk on the natural, you cannot get out of it, right? Because there's a fencing around. So how to take you out? Yeah, have to helicopter. <laughs> have to take you from up, right? Then you can escape. So today we have helicopter, aeroplane, rescuing people who are surrounded in the physical land, correct? So in the physical, we are all limited. There is boundaries, all actually limited by our belief 
and wrong belief. So we have limitation on God also. God, I think you cannot take care of me. <laughs> you know? So I have got so many children. How are you going to take care? If I don't work, I mean, we are supposed to work. Uh, you know? Or if I don't save, 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 then how can I go for holiday? How can I, you know? So we have a lot of limitation because we are in the boundary of the natural realm. Now, how to get an 80-year-old person? What is their limitation? I already have. <laughs> 80 years old, no more strength already, right? Yeah, I cannot. But Moses, 80 years old, Caleb, all that can still be, began to bring the children of Israel out, you know, from, the, from Egypt at age 80. So 80 years old man is someone who will retire already. <laughs> you not yet reach 80, okay? <laughs> so that's why Psalms 81 says, I will lift you up from the borders of Egypt. Egypt is the world. The world limit us. The world thinking, okay? So now God will say, I come from above, Lamed, all right? And you learn from me and you see my word. That's how you come out from that limitation of the natural world of Egypt. God gives a Jew the ability to go beyond his personal physical limits and even beyond nature. This is alluded by, too by the expression widening our mouths. So in the physical, we cannot go beyond a certain centimeter right that's how our mouth so physically we are all limited but see that's why the jews got special knowledge <laughs> special things they were under by understanding that this there's a sum above the age they go beyond their physical limitation so today we are also jews by faith right yeah but because of abraham and holy spirit we say paul says that we are also Jews, we have been grafted in. Ours is not the natural heritage. We were all grafted in through Jesus Christ. And therefore, we can also enjoy all this, and which is also in the new creation, in the uh, new covenant, where Paul says, what? What is the limitation? Ephesians? Ephesians 3? <laughs> i give you one more clue. 20. Ah! God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think because that is the limitation. According to? According to? According to? According to the power that works in you. Didn't meditate enough. <laughs> okay, according to the power. So there is a power working inside us. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. Word of God, the Holy Spirit will widen, give us the truth so that we won't be limited by the limitations of the world, all right, of our mind. So this was given to a Jew, so beautiful, right? They can go beyond. That's why they are so rich, they are so blessed and so forth. Why? This was given to them. So today that's for us also. Let's widen our mouth. So now you will know what is my age. <laughs> so when I first read this, I said I went and checked. Okay, although I have come across this verse before, but this revelation was new, right? Because as I was learning Hebrew, 
then I check Psalm 65. Oh, so beautiful because whatever God speaks to me is for all of you. All right? It's for this ministry. Okay? So God said, there are many more. I just uh, have this. It's all the blessing. And Psalm 65, 11 says, You crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with fatness. Yeah. So as the Holy Spirit began to talk to uh, me that our year started, 5783, and this was what he gave me for today, right? As we continue in this wonderful year, that he has normally a lot of pastors will preach this in the beginning, January the 1st, for a new year. <clears throat> but this is specially given by the Holy Spirit through this revelation for me that this year, in line with God telling us we start 5783, right? With blessing, Gimel, and all that. This year will be crowned. Crown means he set us the favor of God. King crowning us with and he surround us with his what? Goodness and our path. That means from our path, our walk, or whatever we are going to do, right? It's dripped with fatness. <laughs> you eat the fat, huh? don't throw away. Crown means atar. All right, you see the ayin, okay? Uh, the rash is on the head also it means to surround okay to encircle so this year god surrounds us okay and circle from the head to the toe okay to bless us from from protection uh, from attack or protection especially to crown or to compass or crown fatness is fertility in the hebrew a blessing abundance Oh, lemak. <laughs> okay, in Bahasa, lemak. All right, abundance. This year is crowned with abundance, just like King. All right, just now, Zerzex. He said, you eat what you want. You can have whatever you want. He will bless us. But the thing is, beyond that, knowing that God is good and God wants to bless us, there's no more fear of giving or tithing or whatever because we have a King but it doesn't stop there. Esther was so blessed by the king, but she was a woman who is blessed with a purpose. She had a purpose in her heart. Okay? That is to serve the king. Alright, to save souls, to do, to save his her people. And today we have our king. Who is our king? Yes. King Jesus. And the king is coming. Mark 13, 24. But in those days, Jesus said, after the suffering and distress, that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, the moon uh, will not give its light, the stars will be falling from the sky, and the powers are, and the heavens will be shaken. Jesus was talking about the second coming. That he will no more come as a baby. He will come as king. Then they will see the Son of Man. So beautiful. Coming in the clouds with that great power, but this is not rapture, this is the second coming, of glory and royal majesty and splendor. This is the king. May we see him now, don't have to wait for that day, because that day, the church, the believers are supposed to come with him. Yeah? May Holy Spirit open our eyes to see our king in the spirit right now. Then he will send out the angels and will gather together his elect from the four winds, from the Father's end of the earth, to the Father's end of heaven. Have you seen God's word or do we just look at it as a story? 
No, all this is going to happen. You can see in these last days, all the signs that have been leading to rapture, to the second coming, is already a lot of prophecies already fulfilled. If you are living in 1948, uh, yeah, if we live earlier than 1948, we still haven't seen Israel becoming a nation. So you have to wait for that sign to happen. That prophecy to heaven today we live in a time where everything fulfilled already the last is the second coming the israel already became a nation according to prophecy israel now now is the building of the third temple but before that there will be the rapture that's all we are a lot already fulfilled we are here in the very end times and this is what jesus said so it's not just a story everything is going to be fulfilled and who is this king of kings just let us have a visual in our spirit of who our king of kings is revelations 19 11, 12 i saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he sat on him who was called faithful and true and righteous and he judges and makes war his eyes were like flame of fire and on his head were many crowns he had a name written that no one knew except himself this is our Lord Jesus. This is the King of Kings. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. He died for us. And his name is called the Word of God. Today, he is already revealing himself to us. Where? In the Bible. Go to your, the Word of God. Yeah? And the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. It's a description of the end times that is coming. Right? And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that he will strike the nations and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. How many of you never read Revelations before? <laughs> or only a bit here and there. That's why we have a small picture of Jesus. I mean, we have such a small image of him thinking that he was a baby and then Christmas is coming. Don't think of Jesus as a little baby. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. Read Revelations. Revelations, the devil tell you, always tell Christians, don't read Revelations. Very hard to understand one. It's a lie. Those who read Revelations will see who is king and who will be dethroned. The devil will be dethroned. It is a book of the revelation of Jesus Christ. Right? Where, who, where the eyes will see in the spirit a description of who our lord is out of his mouth goes a sharp sword he will strike the nations and he himself will rule with a rod of iron he himself treads the winepress of the almighty god there will be judgment and he has his rope and on his tie a name written king of kings and lord of lords god works within time frames and feasts at a time two thousand years ago it was not a time to reveal this aspect of the lord because of who why jesus couldn't come as king of kings two thousand years ago huh? no because of you and me <laughs> yeah, because of our sin the sin of this world he cannot come as king of kings if he comes as king, all of us die he has to come as a baby as a son of man to live like a man and at 33 years old started 30 years old his ministry and then he has to go to the cross that's why the jews thought 
he is not their Messiah because they, they wanted one King of Kings to come. All along, they know the Bible, their God is great, Jehovah. But why this Jesus come as a baby and so helpless? Go to the cross. But the Bible also says, if he were to say at the cross, angels come down and save him, all of them will come down. But because of who? Yes, you and me. He stayed at the cross and he died for Asim, for me, for you, for every one of us. And the Jews mocked him. But today, after he died because of us so that we can be born again and become new creation, the next event will be he can now come as King of Kings. And the church is ready Right, the church are his legs, his hands, his feet, his heart to go out, preach the gospel to the nations. And this is who our Lord is. Eventually, the Jews will see the Messiah whom they crucified. Actually, he died for them. He died for you. He died for me. Doesn't that touch our heart this morning? We nailed him to the cross. Not the Jews. <laughs> You and me, I, the guilty one, was set free. He was not guilty, but our guilt was put on him. May the Holy Spirit bring that revelation deep into our hearts. Amen? But today, he's going to reveal very soon in his second coming who he really is. He has his robe and his name is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So today, like Queen Esther, we are his king. We can enjoy all the blessings on this planet Earth. But will we, like Queen Esther, do her mission to save souls? Matthew 25, Jesus said, He who had received five talents God has given all of us something to do on this earth. Came and brought five other talents saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. This is not about making money for God. Heaven don't need our money, right? <laughs> this is about using every, our hands, our feet, whatever we have. Don't say I don't have. God has given each one something that can be used to serve him our life, our mouth, our heart. And they, did this person make more? There's one who buried the talent, right? His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. You know, time passes very fast, right? I'm already 64. That means 60 decades have passed in my life. You're only 20. Okay. But it's going to pass very fast. What will last at the end is what we did for Jesus, not in our flesh, but in the spirit. Yeah, what he tells us to do. And there's only one thing that he tells us to do. Mainly, go and save souls. Grow up. Grow up. Mature. Be equipped. Learn and allow Holy Spirit to mold us, change us, so that this is what we long for. The ultimate goal of the believer is no more the goal of the world. The world seeks for the things of this world. But 
the goal of the believer is to serve our Lord Jesus who hung on the cross for you and me. But he will come a day very soon to take his people. And then he will go there and he will say, Well done, good and faithful servant Azim. Well done, good and faithful servant Rebecca, Hannah, Evelyn, Abigail, Elijah. God will make you an Elijah. It is not your own ability. It is his. Right? When we, when we choose, like Esther said, you were born, Mordecai told her, that you were born for such a time as this. And what time are we in? A time of great urgency. Never a time where we miss this, where people will all die already. Because it's so near his coming. It's so near. You were born for such a time as this. You were brought here by the Holy Spirit, Azim, for your heart that wants to serve the Lord and to continue to build you and equip you so that you can be go out in the power of the Holy Spirit to save many more souls for Jesus Christ and fulfill your dream of serving the Lord, of saving souls. Yeah? Do we want to hear well done by our boss, our mentor or parents only? The greatest word of well done is to be from our Lord, our King of Kings. And that is something that you don't want to miss. And I don't want any of you to miss it. You're well done. Don't care if the world didn't say you are well done. You eat half cooked, right? <laughs> well done. But don't let Jesus not say this to you. Yes, there is a place where we will all, everyone who believes Jesus will enter into heaven. But there's a place of reward where he gives you the crown and he says, that means well done means what? The word done comes from what? Do. There's something that we do for the Lord. Okay? It is not I do so that I can be blessed. Remember the king just now? He already blessed us. He already said, I will give you. Jesus said, we are all joint heirs. Paul says, with God. Everything you want, I can give it to you. But it is Esther's heart that says, I ask for what? My life and the lives of my people. Will we come before God and say, Lord, I ask for the life of my people, of the people here, whether it's the Pakistani people, the Malaysian people, there are people on this earth. Will you ask God for their lives and he will gladly give it, give them to you. When we ask, then we will go and go and after you ask already, what is this word? Yeah, go and do. <laughs> okay, go and do. Right? Move by the heart of Jesus. Move by first it is a response. Because Esther had a choice, right? Queen Esther. Mordecai told her, if you don't want, it's okay. But you may you will miss it. And God will raise up someone else. God brought Asim here, right? You don't want to miss, right? This well done. Ah, so all of you here don't want the crown that Asim will take all. <laughs> okay, he's here. God sent him to encourage every one of you here, right? That God can send others to go and preach the gospel, to go and save souls. So quickly, like Esther, go, right? God, so that not only Asim will hear this, 
but every one of us. Okay, that we won't become a church of coffee and cakes, but one that is filled with the Holy Spirit and empowered to be a witness for Jesus Christ in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost parts of the earth. Where is your Jerusalem? <laughs> Where is here? <laughs> yeah, Foresta. Okay. Save souls. There are many. Two of you right? can save many souls here. So, three or so. <laughs> you live here, right? Yeah. Where you are, your neighboring, your working place. Yeah, Evelyn's working place. I'll put you there as a light to bring people out of darkness, to save souls. And then that day, Jesus will make us ruler over many things. And we will enter into the full joy of the Lord. Don't be short-sighted. Don't think that I'm 20 years old, there's so many years more to live. Open eye, close eye, time already passed. And time is passing even faster. Right? Redeem the time, the Bible says. For the days are evil. Redeem it. Use every time that you have to serve the Lord. I think that was what Asim said just now, right? Whatever time that you have, serve Him. Do something for Jesus. And that is He's waiting for us. See the joy yeah, of the Lord. Let Him smile on us. Amen? Amen. This will all be our destiny. So we will all be standing here. <laughs> and this will be Asim. This will be Elijah. We watch one by one. Okay? Receiving the crown. Hannah, Rebecca, Evelyn, Ruth. Oh, oh they're there. <laughs> Magdalene. Yeah, Elisha, Esther, Chenglan. Yeah, our Queen Esther as well. And we will all be cheering as you receive so not just the crown, but those words, well done. Faithful, good and faithful servant will make you ruler of many things. That's for eternity. This is for eternity. Forever and ever and ever. On this earth, only got number of years. Finish. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's praise the Lord and come to the time of ministry by the Holy Spirit.